0: This is another poem from uh, The Tenth Wonder of the World. I'm kind of wondering if this isn't the best of all worlds, but this poem is called Evolution. Evolution is no more than a problem without a solution. So we will call it an issue and together cry into a tissue. Politicians have taught us well that issues are for compromise. And problems cannot be solved unless money is involved. But in the parlance of common sense, avoiding the problem makes dollars out of good sense, C-E-N-T-S, amounting to losses in the pursuit of them. Attorneys, physicians, celebrities, one and all, politicians, bureaucrats, socialists, fascists, won't take the fall, nor the blame just desist. The word issue has become the most used word in the American culture, leaving us all deaf and dumb to life, limb, and the vulture. Rather than confront a problem with honesty and integrity, without doubt and sin, our society is denying reality, contriving one and another that problems don't exist only between sister and brother. And the solution that does not persist, we can coexist with our natural inclination to confront a contest and take down a threat to our nation. So do, so. why do we let the intellectuals take away our passion while stealing from the fools their only real wisdom? Truth is in the waning light it's there in the dark corner of our mind's sight waiting for our little Jack Horner to jump over the candlestick who will lead us out of stupidity giving guidance for the answers we detect and elect to questions and uh, that means something attacked without being politically correct it's not an a runaround to conf- confuse if we confront the problem and we, don't, and we don't consider the issue as a fact we can never redeem. For confession is a tactic to avoid the responsibility to act in all sincerity. And, and an honest solution to the problem should only be an issue for the greater good. So many words. We do have problems that need solutions, and we don't need the absolution of an issue that requires only a tissue to cry. That it's the politician's fault, not ours. So this is going to be an uh, uh, American um, enterprise revolution number five revolution, revolution. Oh, okay. it's called follow the follower following the follower to bankruptcy sounds kind of like a your one that previously let's said keeping you down at and dumb and dumber and dumber and dumber i'm not here to insult anyone's intelligence I am learn, learning so much in doing these podcasts. I'm just the messenger. I've written, the count I think is 21 or 22 books, which I really didn't start writing until I was Grandpa Moses, I guess. Grandma Moses didn't start painting until she was 92 and became infamous for her talent. So I didn't really start writing anything other than business reports and. Newsletters and I wrote some healthcare books because that was my specialty. And then I wrote, didn't write, I recited five poetry books when I was starting my CPA business and driving the car for a million miles around Illinois and some other places, setting up my clients that uh, filled up 12 three ring binders as my secretary just dictated or. or or typed up what was on my little hand recorder, which really resulted in about 2,500 poems. So those were available. Uh, I, I am kind of, uh, in the reviewers' minds, as a CPA, a tax man with that's also a poet. And uh, so I, I guess I <clears throat> resemble that anyway. So you can find all my books on www.jerryrodesauthor.com, or on www.jerryrodesbooks.com, or on Amazon, or on Borders, or they're gone, I guess, all the bookstores and whatever. But I'm still trying to get recognized. I have been recognized by the reviewers critically as a um, person of distinction. So I now have a recording that's going out on CBS and and that network called uh, One of the People, Persons of Distinction. But anyway, this is about following the follower, following the follower to bankruptcy. And yes, it's keeping us all down and dumb and dumber um, because um, I'll go to that particular one that I've written up here. Uh, three-party um, American constitution as referred to as the American dream. Hmm. A three-party... A, a, th- a third party, a three-party... I can't read my own writing. Remi- 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 <laughs> reminiscent in in our Constitution as uh, re-to- referred to by protecting the American dream. It's called a swing vote. As I've explained before, the swing vote can be a Joe Manchin, it can be a um, Mitt Romney. Uh, in, in my selection, in terms of the leadership for the party, right at this point, I'm the CEO and founder in Mitt Romney would be my choice to represent someone that would be running for either the Senate or the presidency and Joe Manchin running for the Senate or the vice president and not to win and control everything, but to be the uh, tiebreaker, the referee, the tiebreaker in gridlock. We're going to have to have consensus now on policies and procedures. Procedures is, is... is our enterprise the policies are our economy and our costs we have to make money in this thing and have cash flow something other than borrowed money otherwise we end up like every bankrupt country that doesn't reorganize and start over you go out of existence uh, america would then become the uh, what we call third world not taken for not taken for having uh, any influence and uh, China and their alliances would run the world. I I don't think that looks like a very good prospect for for us Americans that really uh, aren't the same. There are people that say we all have to be the same and then that's socialism, well, that's, and for the greater good, well, no, that doesn't work in sporting teams, I pointed that out. It's not working for the Bears and it's not working for any, any team That says everything is fine, and it's and and the results are they're losing. Well, America is losing, so everything isn't fine, and we don't need to make it great again. It's it's great right now in terms of its standing because we have more gross domestic product of any country. China's at 17 trillion; we're at 27. It's hard to get a handle on it because Biden's a liar. He'll tell you whatever you want to hear, and Trump's the same way. So for us to really know where we are, we better go to the debt clock, and that has the most reliable figures on any um, accountability that exists because we have computerization now. We have digitation of everything. We now can can even predict on the basis of analytics, not just read and weep and say, oh, my God, I wish we hadn't done that. And and Ukraine is one of those things. So, Democrat, Republican, in gridlock, what does that make us? Well, that's a new word I'm, I'm putting in here. Autocrat, autocracy, or oligarch. You know, you take your choice. Oligarch is, is a, a giant enterprise that controls everything. Which we don't want. We want free enterprise that anyone can be um, successful. Oligarch, that only the big people are successful, the gold rules and the oligarchs. And an autocracy, well, then the attorneys, the professors, the bankers, the economists, they run the country. What do you call them? You call them uh, senators and representatives and judges of the judicial and the president. Hmm. They've gridlocked this place. Why? It's intentional. You take control. You want to, you want to uh, run everything, regardless of whether it's successful or not, and hide your debt and hide your waste under the guise of it's the other guy's fault. You know, we'll, we'll use that as a tactic. We'll we'll have the, we'll have it. We'll we'll create our crisis or problems or whatever. by calling it the McCoys and Hatfields, and there's never a winner. It's just both of them are losers. Well, who who are they? Stalin, Hitler, Mussolini, Toto, Tojo, Castro. Um, who are these other characters in America that we see? Or reminiscence of losers. Well, things didn't go well for uh, most of the presidents because they had no experience when it comes to the economy or enterprise, including Bernie Sanders, who's been Mm -hmm. in politics forever, Donald Trump, who's been in real estate, not in global trade, and Biden, who's just... uh, (laughs) He's a follower that's following the follower right into the presidency. Now expecting everybody, his Wizard of Oz, to believe everything he says, even though it's not him saying it, it's him reading it off a teleprompter. And he's backed up by this this (laughs) unqualified, if you take a look at their qualifications, cabinet and vice president. It's a me-centered leader. We-centered, leader, are uh, me-centered, politics. So the Republicans are supposed to represent the republic. What are the Democrats supposed to be representing? We, the people. One is autocratic because it wants to control the people, and the other one says that it's a republic a United States made up of fifty republics. And then two parties gridlock that are willing are killing the American enterprise and American enterprise American dream. Enterprise, the enterprise model. What is the inter- American dream? It, it is the enterprise model. Every citizen shall share in the wealth of nations. This is what kind of what I've been ca- calling in my second volume is the tenets of laissez-faire enterprise. Every citizen shall share in the wealth of nations so long as they contribute to that wealth by being a citizen and by learning to earn which is a second tenant, and have a skill to build which is the third tenant. ethically is the fourth patriotically the fifth six is quality on time every time what well, quality and competition and 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 qualifications to do the the job all are requirements in a successful successful team and enterprise so do we call it a team or an enterprise well the enterprise is a label that has been attached to America with the Statue of Liberty. Uh, the French said, "Here, here's the Statue of Liberty. Put it in 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 in, in uh, New York City's whatever they call it, by Ellis Island, and and it represents the only country in the whole world that practices laissez-faire, free market enterprise. What's laissez-faire? That means when people are free." to do their own business, to invent their own business, to be their own entrepreneurs. So we're not going to have any um, bureaucrats, we're not going to have any uh, nepotism, we're not going to have any um, um, Congress, it's all attorneys or professors or economists or bankers, or or the House, or just going to have entrepreneurs, no, no. A qualification of our our country to be the best is to be have reached a, a level of being qualified to run any level of government. And that qualification goes beyond just enterprise. It goes into law and enforcement of the law and carrying out our judicial um, system of law the rule of law, and you also have the, all the elements of of a constitutional government, which was invented in Greece, in way back, and then then uh, assumed in in Rome. They had the, the they had the House of Nobles, they had the Senate, they had the rule of law, they had habeas corpus, they had uh, a, a leader who, at that point in time, was carrying out what their principal objective was, was to own more land. He was out picking up more, he was a real estate guy like Trump. Um, and uh, while he was out there doing that in wars of of distinction and winning the wars and, the, and taking over uh, things, he was plotted against in the Senate and he was assassinated by Brutus. Et tu, Brute? Did we have the same thing with our look like, which is Trump, uh, looking like Caesar, a real estate guy, taking over the rest of the world? Well, maybe. I don't know. He thought he was the smartest and the best president we've ever had, and he should be on Mount Rushmore. If he'd had one ounce of humility, he'd still be president, and he would have recognized the fact that he has to have a team behind him. And those teams have to learn to earn and have a skill to build so they get their shares. So the capitalists that we're, we're citing here, capitalism, capitalists, those that provide the the money behind every enterprise have to learn to share. They never have. That's why we have unions. That's why we have unionization in this country that kills off healthy businesses because they want the, they want their members to share more than they earn. Because they haven't earned to learn, or learned to earn and share, and nor do they get their share when they do have a skill to bill. My dad's uh, example and piecework in volume one or two of um, um, this—I guess it's more than a (laughs) trilogy—the definition of the American enterprise revolution uh, is that the, the capitalists need to share and the employees need to earn to learn and have a skill to build so they can earn their share, learn to earn, skill to build. Um, Ethically, uh, we'd have to have some ethics to be able to build quality. Quality is building and getting rid of waste so we can profit and accumulate capital so we can grow. And we can't grow our way out of it, which Donald was trying to do through the stock market, because it's just speculative. It isn't capital. It's speculation quality or value, which only comes from the companies that make up the whole. So each each individual all the way down to the individual worker all has an impact on um, how successful the country is, and they have to be evaluated as we go along based on results Patriotically, we all need to be rosy riveter these days, going in and working at our chosen. They may have chosen you, but you're staying there, so you've chosen them, site of business or work, and do the best you can to support the team as you, in your role. But your role is also to uh, collectively... Uh, vote in a secure voting system. So we have those that um, are qualified and the results are showing it to um, manage, run the business or coach the team. Quality on the on time, every time. So patriotically with quality. It eliminates waste as, as Deming did and does in every business honor leaders our leaders right now there is no honor in our system there's only lying cheating and and grabbing and jumping over people and that's not what the founders intended with the constitution which is one of the greatest documents ever written so why are we amending it 29 times and now trying to use that against uh, anyone that's trying to change things Capitalize on human capital. Uh, we have the most talented, risk-taking, uh, uh, enterprising Americans in the world, and we're trying to control them. We're trying to, with the with the the AOC approach to electric cars, we could do away with all car accidents. Yeah, but everybody's getting fat and fatter these days because they don't have to exert any any human energy. That's for sure. And then we have to roll up the windows. Now they don't have to drive the car. The car pulls over in the wrong way and runs into somebody because it, the robot kind of went kaput. Uh, that's crazy. We have to capitalize on human beings, and they are capital because they, they're the ones that pay all the bills. They're the ones that vote. They're the ones that have to be educated. They have to be responsible for their own welfare, not... Have the government give them free education, free health care, free housing, free, 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 weed, free, free, um, oysters and no, it's not, (laughs) um, mushrooms, um, free drugs, free, free needles. They can live anywhere they want, including the street. They can live on anybody's property because the sidewalk is public property. Wow. That's not even close to what I would say. We need to practice humanism. It is not, in 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 the in the in the definition of humanism, to just zone out on the street and hang out because you don't. It's because you you started out with oxycodone, which would should have been outlawed, oxycodone, cotton or whatever it is, and everybody's zoned out. Half the people are on some hallucinant. No, uh, uh, we have to have from humanity some sense of responsibility for for uh, a one or two-parent family, a nuclear family, not divo- half of the people getting divorced by the time in the first year because they chose to live together and they get together and now they're divorcing and leaving two children behind. Those are what I would call societal orphans. Yeah because they blame their parent, themselves for the parents breaking up. So divorce and chronic disease, half Americans have got a, some form of a chronic disease labeled by the healthcare system so they can bill, 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 and not be accountable for anything. The bottom line, the only color in enterprise is green or red. That's green for money or red for loss and being in the black with cash flow. Not on the basis of a skin color or anything such as that. The 10 tenets of laissez faire free market American dream. It's the enterprise model. We need to be teaching this model all over the world rather than threatening them with our. Uh, 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 oh, what is that plane that goes up and goes down and can't go anywhere? The F 35? We've wasted billions of dollars on, on weapons of mass destruction. That I don't even know where, where the inventory is, but we, we left a lot of it in Europe, and we left a lot of it in Afghanistan and Iraq, and now we're sending it over to uh, Ukraine. It's insanity. Insanity is where you do the same thing and just do it faster. And We're doing it faster, 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 until we're totally BK, bankrupt we have to educate we have to educate the voter the, the politicians say don't no, don't educate the voter because they'll realize that we're the ones making the problems and we're making all the money and we're running everything into the ground and we're blaming blaming our workers or blaming our our our, our corporations or 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 the the, the stakeholders are blaming uh, uh, the enterprises because they're not getting enough contributions to the NC, non-NGIs, uh, non-governmental institutions. Okay, the equation: shareholder, worker, stakeholder. That's the sharing e- equation. What is a socialist? It's a human capitalist. Man, College is a science of managing human behavior. That's our government. We need to be able to manage. Actually, it's, it's, it's a science. It's not an art of managing human behavior. I took this concept of nursing homes that I ran and then purchased three that we wanted to start a new uh, uh, way of cleaning up our nursing homes, which is like cleaning up our ghettos is go in, and uh, I learned in my first one that I took over is, as an administrator, the former administrator was an alcoholic, and it was Jewish owners, and they were trying to sell it and had a, a lease with an option where they could make a million or two. And it wasn't because they were Jewish, that's just the way things were done in the nursing homes, and it's still that way. It's all about the money, not about the patients. So I took that over as administrator, And in uh, uh, November, was it? No. Yeah, November 16th, 1987. I'd been there as the administrator since I think it was April of that year. I think I was making it worse. But a graduate of Arthur Anderson, the biggest and best accounting firm of all time, taught me how to run a team and a business with objectives, with the plan of course, the action plan of the procedures that you're going to carry out to have a quality, um, um, accountable American enterprise out of a nursing home that was a squalor like our ghettos and a mess and people stealing and patients being uh, injured or... um, ignored there are all kinds of, of the inhumane things and so i had to implement the american dream the enterprise model okay what was that every employee shall share in the wealth of our enterprise but you have to learn to earn and have a skill to build and work ethically which means you're not going to abuse anyone You are there to help them get up, get healthy, get stronger, and go home. Get them in, get them better, get them out back home to their family. This has never been hard. Well, the state was paying you more if you were able to carry out their definition of a a six-star facility. Well, these first six things were what they were measuring on us. Every worker shall share in the, in the uh, and, get, and we'd get a star. And they had to learn to earn and have a skill to build and ethically and patriotically and deliver quality on time every time. If you got the six stars, you got more money from Medicaid, quite a bit more money. And if you were doing that, you could also admit a lot more people from the hospitals sooner that had Medicare. And all of a sudden, we were making money, and the employees were were busy. But this had to take a snowstorm after six months that I was there. And, And I even couldn't get there, 16 or 20 inches, and only half the staff got to Fox Valley Nursing Home, which the surveyors called Death Valley. And we'd had a death in the whirlpool five days after I took it over. A therapist walked away from the side of a patient, which they had never to do that while they were in a in a lift above a, a whirlpool tub. A, a, the patient somehow had a seizure or heart attack, something, and got out of the sling and was in underwater. And the state was, and the police and everybody were out there wanting to close this down. And I said, "I'm the new I'm the new administrator, and I'm going to fix this thing." And I did. It was through the six principles of first six principles of laissez Fair Enterprise, the tenets of successful businesses, which nursing homes are. And it was a pathetic example of how you don't run a business, how you don't run a country. So I became the leader. I had to get my license as a as a as an administrator. And I capitalized on human value. I didn't have enough money to buy cloth diapers. I did away with cloth diapers. I got fewer diapers and had people getting and getting people up and or getting people stronger so they could get to the bathroom instead of just letting them do it in their bed or their pants or whatever and that was causing all of the odors with cloth diapers. I replaced them with if they had to have a diaper, we wanted the goal was to get them off diapers. But then if they had to have them, they had one that was disposable, not having to go to the washing machine if they could get it there in time or whatever. And they were leaving the patients nude at night because they had a pad underneath them and then they would throw that in the wash and the whole place stunk like a damn outhouse. <laughs> so we have to capitalize on human capital. We have to be the leader. We have to practice humanism. We My, my attention my approach to being administrator was not sitting in my office like the alcoholic did before and and lying to the state surveyors when they came in that everything was okay, and then they were paid off because that was a system in Illinois, and it probably still is, is bags of cash went from the owners to Springfield so they knew when the surveyors were coming. So we had to practice humanism. I was out on the floor 50 to 60% of my time uh, pointing out where the defects were. We had to clean these glasses so they could see. We had to get them to have cataract surgery so they could see. We had to have them sh- have socks and shoes and clean clothes on them. And we had to have them up and walking to the degree they could. If they couldn't walk, we had had to assist and not just put everybody in a wheelchair with a damn IV in their arm going one in one end and coming out the other into a catheter or their diaper. This in itself with me just the example of leadership out there conducting what I had learned from Arthur Anderson to be the way you run a business. You, you are a humanist. You, 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 it's the art of... No... The science of managing human behavior, showing them how to do it and enforcing that they do it. And half the staff then, which had run the facility, I didn't finish that story, ran it better with all the staff. So after that, we we were paying half the staff more and the rest, the, the other half left because they were being exposed. I took the problem makers and turned them into problem solvers, and we had fewer of them making more and getting way more done. And our reputation was marketed because we would take the patients when they were sickest and getting them 57% of them back home. And the state wanted to deinstitutionalize because it was bankrupting the state on Medicaid, and Medicare didn't want to pay. And they were denying our claims of anybody who was there More than 20 days. And they have a 100-day benefit. So we appealed every appeal and won it. We turned the facility around in 18 months, and it got sold. And yes, the owners made twice their investment, and I was out of a project. So I went to another one, similar size, similar situation, and I implemented what I had called the American Dream Enterprise Model and did the same thing again. It got sold, and I said, that's enough. I'm not going to do it for other people. I'm going to do it for myself. Started up, restarted up the consulting business and, and accounting business, and then started being consultant to the owners of these. Uh, and most nursing homes are, have an odor problem. They have a, an owner problem. They have a employee problem. They have the state lording over them, trying to find them if they do it anything wrong they can come in at any time and close you down it's a terrible business it isn't a business and it isn't now it's still got the worst reputation of any business and it's the most um, uh, regulated industry more so than the than the airlines or the uh, you know the the risk-taking industries and and it's never improved matter of fact it just continues to get worse because we've got an aging population that are even less healthy, and they're and during a pandemic they were sending over viral pneumonia cases that it wasn't even legal to have. They didn't have respirators, respi- resp- respirators, and the politicians probably caused hundreds of thousands of, of deaths of of sending people there and not allowing the families in. It was just horrible. So Cuomo, he should be. And he is. He was dumped. Uh, unfortunately, he dumped Trump in the process, but he was right. The, the virus is much worse than the solution, or the solution was much worse than the virus. Um, so, the equation is shareholder, worker, stakeholder. What is a socialist? It's a human capitalist. ecology is science of managing human behavior. That is the marriage of monetary capital, investor, could be a partnership, could be a corporation, could be a not-for-profit. That's one side of the equation. The other side of the equation is the human capital. That's the socialist part of it. The American socialist and the American capitalist teaming up to produce uh, value, quality. It says your quality on time, every time. Well, that's humanism in its nth degree, a practice in most every business in America, or we'll call them enterprises. I have a book that I've written called Mancology that I haven't published yet. It's usually called The Art of Managing Objectives. My book is The Science of Managing Human behavior, or subjectives. The science of managing subjectives, which is the human side of capital. The objectives are the shareholder side. So yes, I am rather creative when it comes to having lived this role that I now have of trying to teach it. So that's this particular episode. Next we're going to Go into the principles, plans, and profits of the enterprise models, downsize government, upsize enterprise, and not just save America, but keep America great and be able to kick you know what rear end uh, when China tries to take over with their alliances in this world Super Bowl. I'll call it a Super Bowl. The biggest Super Bowl of all time. USA, Inc. versus CCP, Inc. In my first volume of the American Enterprise trilogy, it shows China right now winning and USA, Inc. losing for the very reasons I'm pointing pointing out. And then in volume two, it, it goes into how do we win this monopsony game. I wrote a book called How to Win the Monopsony Game, the publisher wouldn't let me publish it because he thought it sounded too much like Monopoly. Well, I did publish it as the monopsony game, and then they retitled it uh, Failing Government Failed Taketh Away. Taketh away. <laughs> Thank you. A Failing Government Taketh Away, which is the same as the monopsony game. And China is a monopsony. They are the buyer or seller of last resort, and they have monopolized the the shipping and the distribution for the entire Eastern Hemisphere, not just China or not just Taiwan or Hong Kong or Vietnam, or but South Korea, Korea, you name it, the Eastern Hemisphere against the Western Hemisphere with Oceania in the middle was 1984 Orwell. Where did I get all this? Man, I love that book because he was there. Ayn Rand, I love her because she was there. They're telling us all, don't become East Germany. Stay America. Because East Germany, when it was turned over to the Russians, has nothing on the shelves. Nothing to buy. Everybody stays home and drinks vodka. That happened in Russia. They finally Gorbachev says, we've got to be different. And and Putin came in and, and is now, the Ping there, trying to implement Russian capitalism using Russian authoritarian government. Those two don't go together. Ours go very very well together if money doesn't get in and control both. The capital cannot control both. It kills off our Statue of Liberty and our scale of justice, and it's doing that now. And unless we have this trilogy implemented in some way some by some leaders, this country is going to be just like uh, East Germany, because they've employed us, this whole supply chain have employed American consumers through Amazon, through uh, and I call call it China Mart. Well, Walmart is the biggest retail op- operator in the world because uh, of of uh, uh, Walton, uh, Sam Walton, set up. The thing that no one else had, Kmart didn't have it, uh, 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 Sears didn't have it, all these other big companies that were diversified in, in, in uh, Arkansas, where it all started. And amazing, because what he did, China's done. They become the buyer-seller of, because Walmart buys supplies and he, and they sell resell them. And they, they control the distribution. China's done the same thing. They, they through their alliances over, they create all the products and they control all of the distribution, ship, shopping, get right here. And then the, the thing they couldn't pull off that, well, uh, that Walmart well, Walmart did because they discounted all their prices based upon they could do it cheaper. China doesn't discount. They, they add the shipping and, and we do our own, our own distribution and incur those costs. So our wholesalers and retailers are paying way more than if we were to produce it closer and we were producing it closer but our people wanted higher and higher wages oh well we'll just go over there where it's cheap china labor and, and and over in those countries over there is because they and now it's not child labor they have a social security system in china they're going to generally accept accounting principles they have 22 of the largest cities in the world and they all look like american cities they're all westernized and frankly, they control the Eastern Hemisphere. Well, what's in the middle? Well, in, 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 in Orwell's history book, it's 1984 history book, that's where Oceania was. That was kind of pitting the Western Hemisphere against the Eastern Hemisphere. And they were in the middle and they become Big Brother and the Brotherhood running the Eastern and Western by pitting the two against each other. So who's going to take over the middle? Russia. That's that's what they aspire. Let China, China, CCP Inc. and USA Inc. self-destruct and we'll come in. And it, it's insidious on how the, uh, that book, along with Animal Farm, which said the, 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 the animals took over the farm, but the smart people finally took it over with their seven rules and the six rules were for the farm... The animals, and the seventh was that 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 the boars and the pigs didn't have to abide by any of the rules that's the 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 power of books and and experience and what I'm trying to do here is that we have to educate, we have to execute, and we have to honor uh, our human beings, humanism and the process so they used to require 1984 and An Animal Farm be read in our, our high schools. Not anymore. No, we've got genderism and all this crap that that public education is destroying America from from our young people up. So that's what in my model, what we what we downsize to get rid of all this bureaucracy is we downsize, privatize. You don't go in and just close it down. One of the, somebody said, just close education down. No, you privatize it. Those people that are running it now are going to have to run it under the accountability of an enterprise. So we're not firing everybody. They're moving it out of the grass with the politicians. Transportation, energy. Energy is our only moneymaker, and it's been taken away by the stupid <laughs> Green New Deal. No, we won't have a Green New Deal. Get out of the way. We'll have a Human New Deal. And uh, um, transportation, energy, e- education, and healthcare. Those are all enterprises. They're not institutions to be run by a bunch of bureaucrats. We have no idea. They don't know what they're doing, and they're self destructing our very um, the heart of America, which is our health care, which is our education, which is our transportation, which is our sources of energy. Get them out, of, uh, out from under these people they are not going to solve any problems because they don't talk about problems. They talk about issues between the two parties' system. If you don't get this and you don't help and, and change this, it's destined to be whatever Orwell saw in his books was not just the destruction of the individual. It was the destruction of love and relationships and control through propaganda machine and and cameras everywhere, which is, we've got this thing built right here just for a a 1984 model of where the propaganda controls everything through this little propaganda watch we have or the, 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 the laptop or the handheld or the... Uh, or our TV. Uh, it's all set up for a big brother. And it's happening now. Biden's a big brother. The brotherhood of the big businesses that are supporting him. Those are monopolies. Monopsony and monopoly. Read my books. It doesn't end up well. No, sir. <coughs> or read well, And kind of reflect that in, in terms of the study of my trilogy, the American Enterprise Party trilogy. You might see a similarity between What I'm saying and what's happening and what the end result is, is not a free country. It's not a free individual. It is not what America was uh, meant to be. It wasn't meant to kill off the, the Indians and take all their land. The Indians could be integrated in with the system, such as the black, brown, yellow, every every colors in America. The, the strength of America is in its diversity. It doesn't have to be legalized or or turned into a law or or marched on as a revolution. The revolution here should be the voters saying we have to have our government back. We have to have our democracy back. We have to have all these things that are not really a part of government. Privatized. Then we've got the power of how you run a country of 300 million, 400 million. We better start managing the borders because everybody wants to come here. So America must be great. We don't have to make it great. We don't have to save it. We have to keep it great. Yeah, we are the consumer of, consumer of the world, the Western Hemisphere. We'll accept that but they're going to have to pay shipping. They're going to have to, they're going to, have to price um, shipping into the prices they charge us, just like in any other business. Turn the tables on them, and all of a sudden, they will be changing into a more efficient form of government. So we could actually have our Peace Corps be the Enterprise Corps where we teach what keeps the world great, not just America or not just Russia, or not just China, but the whole world. Oh, okay, we're, we're going to have a one-world government? No way. It is, and this is a book now, out. Believe in People by Charles Koch. It's a bottom, it's a top-down world with bottom-up solutions. Well, I am ready's book. I see all the problems that I'm laying out here. I don't see any solution proposed. They've invested in the Tea Party, no taxes. You can't run a, t- a country without capital. You can't run a country without cash. You can't run a country without keeping the the reference currency because the other the seller will dominate everything if we don't have the power of the consumer, which is dollarizing the market. All those things have to be kept in place, and they... The solutions are in every small business and every big business and every state government and county government and and city government. We just need to reorganize it so it is not a monarchy. And so it's not a totalitarian dictatorship. Because that's where we're going. That's where we are with 535 people running it, with one president. That's a monarchy. What, what did it do to Engel, 90% tax rate? Oh, Biden says it won't cost us one penny. We'll just, we'll just tax everybody more. We'll just take everything they have and then we'll make it work. Well, that wouldn't even pay off the, the $235 trillion of obligations of which we have $194 trillion in national assets. We're 20, thirty trillion underwater. The people like Bidens are the reason we're here. The people like Stalins and Mao, Mao and Kim and, and Castro and all those bad guys, supposed bad guys, who will annihilate people to, to lower their costs. Yeah, we could do the same thing. We'll just get rid of the ghettos and the ghetto people like Hitler was, and then we will be the perfect race. Read the... <laughs> Read The Brave New World if you want another book you should read, where they turn everybody into a test tube baby so we're all perfect. And then the imperfect told them, well, then it's not going to, because they wanted confirmation, you know, that, the, that this Indian tribe could be converted to the great brave new world, brought, brought the leader over, and he fell in love with this person and said, hell no, we're not going to go to the brave new world, and they killed him. Read The Brave New World, Huxley. Read Orwell. Read something that will lead you to to justifying freedom for everyone. Thank you for your time. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. This is uh, the American Voter Revolution, number six. Um, I'm going to start this out like I did the interview I had uh, the other day with uh, people of distinction. It's called the American Enterprise Party Manifesto, Mission Statement, Americanism. In America, we now have two tribes fighting each other and losing the American dream. The left and the right forego the middle American for one party control. A third-party swing vote breaks ties and keeps money ticks and partisan politics honest by being the referee for consensus, bipartisan or tripartisan even, decision-making to avoid one-party control, where monetary capitalists share and human capitalists care. So free market enterprise is truly laissez-faire a marriage made real by the American dream founded on humanism and American enterprising enterprise practicing laissez-faire. It's the Martin Luther King dream that was rooted, if you go read it, it's in the front of my book, the, Volume 2, The Manifesto, rooted in the American dream. The American dream, when you really realize that it is monetary capital, capitalism, and American socialism, which is the uh, workers, and this is not just labor. These are the people that really make it happen. So American capitalism and American socialism are married together every day and every second of every day in our small businesses, our enterprises, and in our medium-sized enterprises and in our large enterprises. It's the synthesis synthesis of this that makes America great. We don't have to make it great again. That was Hitler's slogan, make Germany great again. We don't need mega. We are great. We need to keep it great. Do we need to save America? No, we need to keep it uh, great. Okay, and that's what we're going to be talking about today because the way I see it, um, 2024 may be our last chance to keep America great because our country is so divided by a two-party system that we do not realize or talk about problems. We want to debate issues, which is just a screaming match on these debate stages, which originate no new ideas. I'm talking about a new way of looking at what makes America great and the people that make it great. Uh, we cannot be great by saying we all have to have the same income, we have to be the same religion, we all have to be the same color or whatever. No, it's the diversity. We have the diversity more so than any other country in the world. And we have inclusion. You certainly are included if you're willing to work and can participate in a team which we call Enterprise. And teams know how to pursue dreams they 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 know how to set goals pursue them and uh, and attain them and competition only makes it better it only makes the quality of the effort more important and better so we have this uh american dream which in reality is is a standard of behavior for those people that believe in the American dream and believe in keeping America great. And that isn't everyone. We're letting 7 million people so far under Biden in here. We could let them in up to, the, I guess some experts said, we are. We have enough land here to handle 750 million more people so we could be like China. And China's trying to like be like us. No, we need to have secure borders. No, there's no doubt about it. People have to qualify to come here to be able to... Uh, I guess, get their piece of the American pie. It's not, it, it shouldn't be just given. And, and it, because that makes us all the same. And, and what happened in East Germany is there was no, nothing on the shelves because they all stayed home and drank vodka or whatever. And on the other side, in West Germany, they, they prospered because they prospered on not just capitalism, but capitalistic socialism. Or that is the American dream. So the world, uh, with this technology, most of which came from here, as, and is being bettered in other countries because either they stole it or we gave it to them, and they're wanting to be like the Western Hemisphere, and, and they're the Eastern Hemisphere Alliance under the Chinese CCP, Inc. approach to enterprise. and In their approach, it isn't free. It's run by one party and they don't have unions. They don't have labor unions. They don't have, according to the theorists here, it's all child labor. Well, I guarantee if if you go look at what's going on in China through the videos or whatever else you can get to see, see the 22 largest cities are larger than our largest city. They weren't built by child labor. They overextended themselves in building these cities, but everybody's working. They're not out rioting or, or, or claiming that, that we should defund the police or defund the government or defund anything. They're pursuing their a Chinese dream. They call it the China dream. And using China capitalism. The only problem is, is the thing they're failing to see that top down usually gets too big. Our biggest cost is our big government. That's why we have big debt. We borrow money to have 24 million government workers, all of which have free health care. They have the greatest pensions when they retire. They got their stimulus checks even though and, and, and during the pandemic because they were essential along with the big companies, the big boxes, big big everything, big pharma, big education. They got to to do it uh, 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 you know, in home. Nobody knows whether they, they taught what they should be teaching, which we find out later they're not. So, yes, we have a big problem. There's a lot of problems, but the biggest is is that we have grown to the size our government has that we can no longer afford to invest in new ideas. We don't have... uh, free enterprise in our small business is where most of the ideas come from. We are not financing the little guy. We're financing the big guys. The stock market, the, the pyramiding of, of corporations, and, and ideas are stolen from the small businesses and taken to market uh, in the form of a Bill Gates or a Warren Buffett or a, or a Musk or a Trump or whoever the big money is, is running the country. Is Facebook more important than General Motors or um, any other um, middle-managed uh, company on the stock market? No, we're all contributing to, and should be, uh, a financially stable um, enterprise. Or are you gonna call it, call this, uh, instead of the United States of America, you're gonna call it the, the Great American Enterprise? No, I'm just saying that's what it is. But we're losing it. And so we do need to come together. Because right now we're so divided that we, when nothing is, is conceived to be together. It's the McCoys and the Hatfields that run the country. And all they do is blame each other. And that's what our debates are going to be. It's just finger-pointing and... And Republicans uh, um, uh, pointing the finger at Democrats, and Democrats at Republicans, and in the middle are the people that are going to be shot in the process, either by uh, the gangs that come out of the uh, of the ghettos, or uh, people that exercise the right to have a gun and start shooting each other. Uh, That's what is coming to a revolution. Well, rather than do that, I would suggest we have a revolution of the voting system. Let's do it the way the democracy is supposed to work, by the majority of the people. Now, this is watered down by now. We have the filibuster and we have the Electoral College, so it isn't always the majority. Did Trump really beat Hillary, or did Hillary beat Trump? Uh, Did Gore lose to Bush, or did he have it stolen, or uh, or did Trump— uh, lose the, the, the red states to the blue uh, wave of harvesting of votes and not having secure voting. Uh, our, our country was supposed to be on the majority, not on uh, those that can outspend the other, on our media. The media gets rich while well, the rest of us are going to be poor because that's where the propaganda machine is focused is focused on our our enemy, which is us. We only elect people that have a name or have the proper age or message. We're not electing people to solve problems because government historically causes the problems. So why do we believe they're going to solve them when most of them are attorneys? Attorney never ran a business, never invented a business, Ever invented a product? They are—they are a cost to our enterprises, but they're running our country along with public health officials. Who are they? Well, they—they have a doctorate of some kind, and ninety-nine of the top hundreds-paid government workers are uh, public health officials. Fauci. Fauci makes almost twice as much, probably three times as much as the president, and he's the one that caused the the uh, the pandemic. And then he was—he was. He, he was assigned by Pence, who uh would not save Trump because the election wasn't legal. And he wants to he's running for president now. I call him either Brutus or, uh, 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 killing off Caesar or Judas killing off Jesus Christ. He now says so help me God, I couldn't do it. I couldn't stop the Electoral College. Well, you know, someday the Electoral College has to be taken, uh, not for granted, but to uh, another uh, form of democracy, which allows for a third party in the Constitution to be able to not filibuster its way in and control anything. It is to be the referee and it does represent those middle Americans uh independents or so on and forth, and need a platform and they need a plan and and they need a way of pulling the extremes towards the middle or we we end up being uh Nazi Germany uh with make America great again or we're gonna buy American when everything is produced outside this country and it's very it's way more costly than it would be if we would just you know. Uh, put the plants back here, let, uh, rent them land, not sell them land, and let, get them closer to the consumer. Because it's always way cheaper to get it closer to the consumer, and that's what Sam Walton did, with Walmart taking it from a dime store to a multi-product-driven, uh, um, um, not not manufacturer. They're a buyer. They're the buyer of Last Resort for many communities and they're the seller of Last Resort. They become not only a monopoly in that community, they are uh, what's called a monopsony that controls the purchase and distribution of those products at a lower price because it's taken its its influence to to the communities where the consumers are. We now consume from the the Eastern Asia alliance with China leading it Overseas of two thousand miles, it takes anywhere from a week to th- two to three weeks to get get it from Shanghai to our twenty ports here, and it's on Chinese ships. They 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 have their own cargo ships. The biggest one holds twenty four thousand containers, and the next and the next biggest is eighteen thousand. They have some million of these containers in distribution all over the world to the hundred of the world's ports. They now have a monopsony government that's buying and selling like Walmart. I call it China Mart. And they're controlling the shipping that goes in and out of these ports. They even widen the Suez Canal in the Panama Canal to be able to handle their huge cargo ships. They have 5,400 of them. And it's their their containers that they manufacture. In Shanghai, they have a 14,000 acre container farm where they, they're they all color coated and they're loaded or unloaded robotically. And when they get here to America, they're here on a two-way um, uh, shipping deal where we pay the shipping to get it to us. We unload it with manual labor, putting it on, on our, our semi-trucks and trains and planes and automobiles to get it to the wholesaler and the retailer, and then we have to pay the marketing costs on products that we originally had invented, that they reversed engineered, made them better, and and up costing twice as much as they should if, if they uh, if they were manufactured here. And so the cash flow is going out. We lose a trillion a year in cash flow, just on the basis of of thirty countries that that could be our friends or enemies exporting more to us through these alliances than we export to them. That's why we're the cons- biggest consumer in the world. We are also the biggest loser in the world because of this setup. And how could we ever allow this to happen? Well, frankly, there wasn't a president that ever invented anything, ever started a company, ever really run a company, and allowed the the number of fixed overhead employees to grow to the point of... Tw- of a of a 2 2 trillion dollar a year payroll which includes full benefits and pension for the rest of their life and they'll live longer because they don't have any financial worries and the incumbents always get reelected and we have nepotism everywhere so that's not only the 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 the, the bidens that are in there it'll be the biden children and their children and their children because of the biden name or the clinton name or the bush name or the trump name and who's running our country. Is it a entrepreneur, a a business person, a a successful leader, a a coach like Saban, who really knows how to run teams and all our enterprises should be our successful teams competing against each other, and somebody winning the Super Bowl by being the best governor in in the country. Governors aren't accountable for anything except getting reelected so their party can stay in power. And they make more money than anybody in the state. In their legislature, they make more money than, than the private sector. It's, it's all this money, money, money from the top down, and everybody is pursuing the American dream, which is to be rich, not relevant. You know, Relevancy really is what we all want when we're on a team. And if we're more relevant than the next guy because of risk taken to get there, well, then we're going to have them make more than us. Some of this has to be on the basis of does the team win? Does the state win in the National Super Bowl, which pits one state against the other one, governor, because they could be held accountable for societal things like the, their, their crime rate and the number of guns in circulation, and the number of prostitutes they have and the number of drug dealers they have and the number of crimes they have, and, and the plus things is the, it, it, on, the, on the plus side, uh, the, the number of graduates that go on to graduate from high school and high school to college into uh, free enterprise, not just politics, where you have a permanent job with no accountability so our governors, our mayors, our county supervisors, our leaders have to be held accountable for what they're calling positive and negative analytics. Just like you do in a in a baseball game, uh football game, basketball whatever, soccer, uh this is a much better structure for managing anything than what we have now where everybody's supposed to be the same except for the leaders and the golden rule says it's the, the gold, the people with the gold shall rule. And what do we have from that? Well, we are now a monarchy, not a democracy. We're not yet a dictatorship, but almost to the degree that that, that will probably happen. Because now everything is controlled not by uh, the electorate or even the electoral college. Because majority doesn't rule here. It rules on who has the gold. And who can make the claim that they've created a Ponzi scheme like uh, Microsoft stole the the, the Windows and the mouse ideas from um, um, uh, the copy machine people? I can't remember that name. I don't know why I can't. But anyway, the, the, the Ponzi schemers are pyramiders and they are the best salesmen, but they've never invented anything. And so we need to protect the the power of the free enterprise from the lowest level on up, and and realize that it's not for the greater good. It's for the great. It's from, from the many to the to the to the individual. Is that we do have to enable people to have their share on the basis of earn to learn and have a, a, a skill to build. Um, And so, uh, I'm not running out of material, I'm running out of time, but um, the losers in this whole thing are what I would call um, middle America, the risk-taking Americans to uh, never realizing their dreams. Um, Should they be a party? Should they be the breaker of all ties instead of filibuster. Filibuster is, is only in there because we have gridlock. And in gridlock, we need to unlock because it's taken us down. We're imploding because of gridlock. And, and our country is so divided because of that, where we just point fingers and never really work on problems. We work on who's going to outshout on our debates over issues. And issue has become the biggest word, even over woke, and, um, I guess, capitalism and socialism. Uh, Some people called it Marxism. Actually, in China, the way it looks like Marx. the other, the third part of Marxism is that they have now religion in a Fulongong movement that 450 million people have opted out of the Chinese party. So I think what will happen here, we're going to have a whole bunch of people, maybe 160 million risk-taking working Americans, voting American Enterprise Party to be able to get honesty back into our politics and get the, the Ten Commandments um, on the walls of our businesses. Because then that, that would carry the influence of the higher power, which would be our work values and use some dimming practices where we do have analytics for improving quality and, and getting rid of waste. Waste is profits. And maybe this would, would filter through to our, our overall um, uh, success of our enterprise, being able to generate cash flow. Today, at this point, we lose a trillion a year. We don't have cash flow. We're paying for big government with debt. Uh, uh, taxes are gone by March 31st. Uh, 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 nationally, na- nationally, we have ten trillion in taxes, and we have some ninety trillion generated to sort support government and um, build weapons of mass destruction. And never hope we never have to use them. And had a president that dropped two a bombs on civilians, and we could have had a deterrent if he had just shown them pictures of the tests in, in New Mexico. And then we could deter that problem, but oh no. No, he said the generals went ahead and did it and he didn't approve it. Well, at one point or another, he was claiming to be the best president of all time and should be on Mount Rushmore along with Trump. And then we would have uh, right where we are, fear. Fear is the biggest factor in any level of government. The Green Deal is, is dead on arrival. I think there are many articles uh, proving the fact that you cannot and will not control Mother Nature and Father Time. And that's what run, is running our climate. That's what's running our um, place in the universe and galaxy and the cosmos. And so those that believe that we're self-destructing, well, just go in and look what's happening in our ghettos. Uh, it happened in Germany. They put all these people, all the Jews, in the ghettos. The next step was the concentration camps. Here we we put blacks, browns, or whatever minority or whoever can't make it, and, and our our drugged out or or alcoholics. We're putting them in the ghettos or on the streets, and eventually that's where the revolutions start. You know, it'll be a black and brown revolution now that we've let in half a south. America and Mexico and and uh, Central America, bringing with them drugs and who knows what, trafficking of whatever they'll take to so they can make a living here. They expect the living to be given to them. They're getting it when they come in they get a credit card and they get they get a trip over to New York City or somewhere else and there they are and, and next thing is they'll be pitching their tent on your sidewalks and and your gyms and gymnasiums and whatever to be able to su- to survive uh, refugees well, we don 't know, and should we block everyone no we 're great because of diversity, but we have to have people that aren't bringing in pandemics and 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 prostitution and drug dealing and because we have our problems with our youth, our youth really their values are not built on. Reading, writing, and arithmetic anymore—they're—they're they're built on new values. That have been watered down by, by not the majority but the minority, and we need to reckon with that by tearing down the ghettos. They tear, they tore them down in the early eighteenth century in New York, and uh, crime went went down, went away. That's where the crimes are generated, and that's where they have to be stopped. And we can't do it with, with. Uh, the money being spent on letting them out because uh, of so-called racism, uh, we have to have a way to to put people to work to to create their own freedom, so the ghettos would be financed with enterprise bonds from the from everyone that, that'll buy a ten percent enterprise bond and uh, it employs the people that live there to build them back up. Start their enterprises. It's it's the whole concept of laissez-faire enterprise. Take part in what makes America great, keeping it great, and uh, them participating in the rooted in the American dream. That is the American dream. We need to get rid of the ghettos, the squalid living, the covering up, because the next step is, is concentration camps or putting them on an island somewhere, the gangs. Because they blame us, they they want reparation, regardless of whether they earned it or not, all the way back to the slaves getting here in sixteen twenty, according to the to, to that philosophy. So we need to focus on humanism here, not the so-called wokeism, racism, Marxism, fascism, all of those isms, and just work on humanism. Because the humanism is that we do the right thing for not everyone the same we can't be better for all the same we get better when there's competition we get better when there's a, the a carrot rather than a stick uh, yes we have to kind of work on the the I call it the science of managing human behavior in this country we have to have leaders that are are perceptive of that and appreciate that and practice that in their own lives. That's leadership. We can't have them taking money from China, Russia, and call themselves president or vice president or senator from New Jersey. That is crime at the highest level. That is what they call treason. And yes, it needs to be dealt with at all levels. And it has to have a Justice Department that is practicing rule of law, not the law of rule. The law of rule is a goal shall rule. And that's what's happened in this country many, many times. The ones with influence don't necessarily live by the same standards, according to Orwell's books. And Animal Farm, if you read it... Um, The animals thought they could run the the farm and found out the smart boars and pigs were the ones taking over after they overthrew the farmer, and then they teamed up with other pigs and boars to take over the world. So, yes, we're headed for a one-world government housed in Beijing, not in Washington, D.C., or New York City, called the UN, unless we establish the pecking orders in this world on the basis of peace, peaceful coexistence and prosperity based upon enterprise, not upon greed and the golden rule. How's that ever going to happen? Well, we write in our constitution and practice of a three-party system. That means we have to have majority rule here. We have to have consensus. We have to have some way of holding all the governors, mayors, uh school board members accountable for something, not just a political party that they vote for or vote against it has to have substance and our, our America is in its last days as a as a democracy unless we we all of us that's every person that votes stands up and stands for uh America. The bountiful, America, the American dream. Those are things that were, were in Martin Luther King's uh, speeches and uh, one of our most me- memorable presidents, JFK and his brother, RFK. Uh, uh, the speech writer said for John Kennedy, "Ask not what you can do for your, uh, I say party, ask what you can do for your country. And that's kind of where we are now, as uh, we have to have consensus of the policies. that policies can't be done by fiat executive orders by some uh, lifetime bureaucrat that never started a business and never run a business, and his son, who likewise has never performed what's supposed to keep America great. It's our our small businesses, it's our middle businesses, it's our larger businesses all working together to be number one in the pecking order in the world. We are, we have been since World War II, but according to uh, Bridgewater uh, uh, Hedge Fund president uh, who's created these cycles of nations and we have the winners and the losers, And America is after the Dutch and the British are now number one. But his 18 determinants are showing us we will slide down the other side of that cycle because historic history says no country has maintained that position more than 300 years. And there was a great French, French professor that said, no, it's 200 years. Well, we're in the 246th year and we're on the way down and China is on the way up where those two tangents cross will be, according to Mr. Dalio, a hot or cold war. Well, uh, I, I, I was enthralled by his book until at the, la- the last chapter uh, uh, where China takes over, uh, and China aren't really that bad of a, of, of a people. Uh, and the last comment was, let evolution be with you. Well, the way I see the hedge funders investing their money, and that's BlackRock, Bridgewater, uh, Vanguard, mutual funds, pension funds, and what are being invested uh, short on um, America and long on China? And if you know the difference between short and long, uh, they're making their money off of China, not off of America, because that's where the supply chain starts and where it ends. Because they also have consumers all over the world. It's not just America. America is the largest and the and the wealthiest, or has been anyway. So when you start to understand the dynamics of the bigger picture and you start listening to these debates that we're having that are just yelling at each other with no experience to run a business. Do I have the experience in, gov- in government to be a president? No. Do I have the, the qualification to run a business? Hell yes have you invented anything yeah yes i have i've i've started companies i bankrupted a couple three times because chapter 11 had to reorganize raise capital get profitable you know that's the name of the game for this great american enterprise it's not ponzi schemes where you build your 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 power on Uh, uh, stealing businesses or acquiring them and and pyramiding them up and you tell no one like the hedge funders they don't want to tell you who who their investors are well they're the pension funds for California and the unions all over the country that money is being siphoned off and invested in Chinese companies you know go look and in China the Chinese people are not allowed to, to invest in America they're coming in here and they're buying farmland the government is they're going to take us, take us, uh, from the inside out. And do they have Chinese people planted here that we should put in ghettos and then exterminate? No, they're citizens. They're as much for America as anyone else. And if we build on the on what we've promised everyone, opportunity, and and the opportunity comes first of all not with a public education. Public education is is put on by bureaucrats. They have never started a business, and the, 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 our students are not taught how to start a, start a business. I I I got a I can program in the, in the high school where my kids went to high school. It took an act of the school board to get a positive program in, and it got in, and it was the most popular program of teaching I can rather than I can't. Enterprises an I I can business, it sets objectives, goals, uh, accountability. And it's where income or outcome is income. You have to create an outcome result before you you get the income that you're uh, investing in. So all of our states need to go on a, a generally accepted accounting principles. None of them are on anything but budgetary accounting. And to that, they add the, the borrowing. So they're borrowing to support huge government. Take uh, twice the pay for for bureaucrats compared to the private sector, and tell everybody they're 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 running a democracy. It's not a democracy. We're spending most of our money in the after the first three months on big government, and is big government re, uh, 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 returning a profit? No, they're losing a trillion a year, and it's being run by attorneys, public health officials academics, economists, bankers, the people that are supposed to be helping the entrepreneurs and the enterprise and companies succeed. Our debt exceeds GDP by 135%. We're losing, well, we've lost the trade war. China controls the through the alliances, the supply chain and also the shipping and force us to do the distributing and pay for it. And they don't even rent retail shelf space when their products are displayed with their name brands on there. And, and, and it's just insane. They've taken us over. We work for them. They're not going to destroy us. They're employing us, every one of us, psychologically and financially. And our leaders is, are pissing away the only thing that will save us is that we will use the power of consumerism. Americanism also all of a sudden becomes consumerism. We turn the tables on these characters, including our friends, the exporters, and and they're controlling the, the pricing. They're including the shipping. They're taking our technology, reverse engineering, and selling it back to us at a higher price, plus shipping. No wonder this country is underwater. It's underwater by $30 trillion. We have collectively $230 trillion in obligations, $33 trillion is current liabilities, and the, the value of all our assets, including our farmland, and our gold, and our metals, and our businesses, and everything here is $194 trillion, according to the debt clock. You want to know some of these numbers? Go to where the, the, the numbers are. They're on generally accepted accounting principles, and we're underwater by $30 trillion dollars it will never ever ever be paid that includes medicare social security promises made on 13 entitlements it's being run by attorneys bankers and the economists they should they they should be overhead they shouldn't be running the the biggest enterprise of all time america america the bountiful is going to become america the bankrupt and the only way that you save it is in chat volume two of my book which is is a a, a, a quasi reorganization of the debt and the major part of that is is war uh, war bonds trade war bonds everyone in the country has to buy their share at their level of prosperity because they're taking wealth out of the country so the MBZs the million billion, millionaires billionaires and zillionaires are gonna have to invest up to 15% of their so-called wealth back into America by buying bonds, not paying taxes. Because they don't pay taxes. Taxes is the worst concept for financing a business. We need to finance the business on enterprise bonds and trade war bonds and everybody invests. Then we're all on the same team for the same goals and the same reason. That is democracy. And if I had my choice to to run my democracy, I'd pick Nick Saban, the greatest coach of all time. Man, if he wants to be president, I'll I'll choose him anytime, because he knows how to win. And everybody wins on his teams, based upon the risk they take and, and and the workouts they do and the dedication they have for accomplishing their personal goals, which creates winning, winning enterprises, winning teams where I learned a lot of my values is from competition in teams. So yes, we need to reorganize our country along the form of a three-party system where majority does rule because now the policies are made on the basis of consensus, not on one party or the other controlling everything which is a monarchy or a dictatorship depending upon uh, where the wealth uh, stands. I'm running out of breath, but I think you're getting the idea that America is imploding on the basis of being converted to what China is trying to implement and will implode because of the, uh, the religious factor, the, the, you know, the, 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 the communists want to do away with any thoughts of religion because it detracts from the, the Politburo being in control. They don't want God in control. So there, there are challenges in this country and I believe the only solution to this gridlock and America being, keep America great, is a third party requirement in our Constitution and, and not could keep watering down with 29 amendments what the founders felt would, would lead to a successful enterprise, not institutional government. When we institutionalize everything, we're nothing other than passing the plate at at the church. When there isn't enough in the plate, then the the church borrows. There ain't enough in the plate here on taxes to finance $90 trillion of big government. So that's the uh, podcast today. And uh, I'm going to keep going every day. Uh, Try to personalize this as much as possible. Thanks for listening.